So what, what, what do these labels mean to you? Um, so first, if the labeling is not a mutual agreement, agreement yeah. we, are not, we are not doing anything. It's something we have to, we have to discuss and have it mm-hmm. stamped for both of us. So first, okay. we, we get to know each other. So yes. we are at the get to knowing each other phase where yeah. you get to, to, to try and figure if the relationship is going to work out or not or whether you need to move to the next step. Yes. Okay. And then it moves to the girlfriend-boyfriend phase where the question has to be popped. Will you be my girlfriend or can you be my boyfriend? Whoever, whoever decides it's time first. So we don't yes. just assume it has to be asked and accepted. Yes, it has to be asked and accepted. Do not do not assume. You should never assume. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because because if you assume you can it's most likely that one of the parties was just in it for fun. Yeah. And you know, like it was a situationship or a fuckship, mm-hmm. or, you know, it could be a different kind of ship. So you have to the question has to be popped. And you have to say yes or no. And when do you think is the right time? Because uh, the right time to, you know, like pop the cherries and get down. Because um, I feel at some point you have to like understand your partner sexually before you decide, you know what? Yes to that. Or some, because some people want to know after we've dated, known each other for like three months and then you pop the question, I say yes, that's when you get down. What do you think as per you is the time to get down? Like have sex? Yes. <laughs> I think it's... Um, and they're when, listening. And I'm sure they'll follow you after this. So yes, feel free. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when both of you are ready, whether okay. it's, it's after the second day, on the first day, on the third month, on the fifth year, mm-hmm. whenever, you get, whenever you are both mentally and physically ready to With get that, down. Yes. So it can be at any, it can be at any stage of, of the relationship. Yeah, the, yeah, or rather, okay. at any stage of the labeling, whether you're getting to know each other, I mean, mm-hmm. the sexual part could be part of getting to know each other. Whether so, it's one has... of both parties are ready and they consent to it, regardless of where you are in the relationship. That's yes, it. yes, yes, and you should also understand the consequences that come with sex. Hey, yeah. preacher, what are the consequences so... that come with that? <laughs> I mean, for the for the for the religious people and yes, you know people who follow the you know the principles of the bible or whatever religion you subscribe to where I you're told your to wait you're told to wait mm-hmm. till marriage the consequences yeah. of sex have been explained to be yeah. mm-hmm. soul ties yes um, where, where soul ties is where you connect to someone physically and emotionally and sometimes it could also affect your let's say mm, yeah. career like habits behaviors <laughs> you get yeah. you get to adapt someone's behaviors yeah you start Behavior you know after pattern. yeah especially after sex you start acting so much like someone else oh true but then the question comes in how mm-hmm. do you balance um sexual energies especially because people want it at different times mm-hmm. a different number of times and especially if both partners have varied interest in that. And I've mm-hmm. noticed something that is coming up is as well, most especially ladies, uh, most of them are not into the penetrative aspect of it. 
they they're more into the romantic aspect of it. So the question comes, what if you find someone who has a high sexual energy than yourself and they want it more than yourself or, you know, vice versa, you want it more than your partner wants it. How do you now harness and balance these both interests? Okay, you know, first of all, ladies are very emotional human beings. We have been wired mm-hmm. emotionally and unfortunately, yeah. sex is also very emotional. Yeah. yeah, that's why you find you find it very hard to move on from someone after after sex. So, mm-hmm. well, on to your question. I think this is a matter of having open conversations with your partner. Yeah. Yes. So if you're not emotionally and physically stable to have sex, just don't like just don't do it. Regardless of whether your your partner's sexual energy is higher than yours or lower than yours yeah and it it applies for for both parties because yeah i as a female could be having a very high sexual energy and then my my game comes to be a bore to you like it's not Mm -hmm. what you had expected the sex to be so number one to balance that sexual energy you have to talk about your ideologies about sex or your beliefs about sex what mm-hmm. you want to do when you're having sex, what not to do when you're having sex, you know, such like things. Then mm-hmm. from, from, from that discussion, you can know whether to up the energy or turn down the energy and focus on, on building your relationship so that you get to understand each other better. But most men claim they cheat because, especially if they had a higher energy than their partner, they cheat because um, their partner didn't match their energy because um, they didn't consent most of the times and they decide, you know what, come So how can that be sorted? Because yeah, like you said. As... Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. In, in as much as. Like in as much as we have to agree, I'll be comfortable if you say no, and you may say no a couple of times. But what if I feel, you know what? I don't want to it to become to rape. I don't want to do it when you're not interested. I don't want to emotionally force you to do it. So since you're not giving it to me, I'll just get it somewhere else and I don't tell you. And then you find out later and you break up. But now you see that's not, that's not, um, a, that's, that's not a relationship that was built on a strong foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So for you to, to cheat because of sex and sex mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I, I want to believe it's just, it is overrated. It's what, mm-hmm. what, okay. what, what you get from A is what you'll get from B. The only difference mm-hmm. is probably the number of strokes, how the strokes are done, and the mm-hmm. and the positions. Hey, you're dishing it <laughs> raw, raw. <laughs> oh well, that's that, that's my belief. So if you get to cheat on your partner because mm-hmm. they're not giving you sex or whatever, it means the foundation of the relationship is not solid. Also, mm-hmm. it means you you did not get to the bottom of. Why is she not giving me sex now? Mm-hmm. Like, what could be bothering her, or what does she want to do differently so that our sex life can improve? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's now, a matter. It's a. It's it's a matter of you know the difficult things you want to talk about. Also, ladies, mm-hmm. I think ladies are not normally so open to talk about. They are talking about their sexual needs and desires and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they have to be poked and probed on that matter. Which yeah. was another another concern I had. Why is it that um, you're not comfortable starting this conversation? Because I think the society has stereotyped how a lady should be. 
and our lady should carry herself that certain things are termed as unladylike like you can't ask for sex you have to yeah, wait yeah. ask for it yeah 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 how exactly. do we now break the ceiling because i mean it's an interest just though you'd like to read a book you might yeah. like one and it's comfortable for you to ask when you want it yeah oh, well for me for me i i can initiate those conversations but also mm-hmm. i don't initiate them too often to make the man think that you know so because again men men have a sexual ego like mm-hmm. jamini, anajuani, hivo, hivo, and you can't tell him anything i mean mm-hmm. for most men or rather the men that i have interacted with yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a common thing i, I would second that <laughs> yeah so okay what was the question again sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're on the right track. It was just about how ladies are not comfortable initiating that conversation. Uh-huh. Yes, so how like, do you so... get how do you get to break this? So number one, what we are doing right now, openly, you know, advertising and campaigning for such conversations to be more open so that yeah. both men and women can talk about it in you know in equity. Equity. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that you don't have to wait for them to ask it, it it's, it's a natural thing you you feel free to converse yes so that the, the men can know the women's perspective on this matter and the women can know the men's perspective on this matter and then when when you take these two common knowledges you bring an understanding mm-hmm. yeah oh, and that brings was, me to the question it was really brilliant yeah <laughs> it was it was it was you, the, the podcast is bringing the intelligence in you out eh? it's popping yeah, it out yeah i'm so surprised <laughs> <laughs> you're impressed at yourself <laughs> i'm very impressed <laughs> now we are talking about difficult conversations mm-hmm. and the question is how do you have these conversations some things are really too sensitive or just very hard to talk about especially when it comes to matters the bed ball you find how do you say your game was not good how do you say i did not enjoy that how do you say uh uh-uh, i didn't feel that how do you initiate this conversation uh uh-huh, number one, i think you should identify your spouse's communication style plus yours mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. style or whatever communication style they are receptive to there are some yes. people there are some people whose stuff don't hit them until you yell so yes. it could be something you can keep at at the at the back of your head until an argument comes up and then you you blurt it out and then yes. he will he will actually or she will actually know ah that was such a valid point because there are some people who when you talk to them in a very in a setup where you you calm cool and collected they won't get your mm-hmm. message but that, but when you yell at them or when you insult them that's when they they get the message anyway that's uh, about and identifying your communication styles so it could uh, either uh, be yes. yeah it could either be in a calm cool collected you know environment set up the yes. tone flowers candles and whatever you want to get mm-hmm. down to it and then you actually mention so actually babe that the time we were getting down to it i didn't like this this and that but today let's try this or it could be after the after sex conversation or the during mm-hmm. sex conversation yeah if they are welcome to it 
interesting yeah and i like the way you're bringing the communication technique and that's what most people don't get you have to understand your partner's communication technique yeah, yeah. when should you say what and how should you say it which is very important yes 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 it is very important and this also is con- contributed to self esteem it's contributed to upbringing and though some of you may not like it's contributed to also religious constrictions mm-hmm. and um stars for those who believe in horoscopes like how you did a leo or a capricorn or something like that yeah, exactly. or even where they fall in the family a first born a last born so communication technique is really essential so that you understand when is it comfortable for you to say what and how would you say it so that they take it well yes exactly you have to know your partner's communication style yeah so finally as we close there's always been an argument about expression mm-hmm. and especially communication expression most women find it a turn off if the man is emotional and is very open about what's going on in his life mm-hmm. and um i found a few complaining about they're uncomfortable with their husband or their wife or their girlfriend or their boyfriend rather unloading a lot on them Mm-hmm. like you know would you be comfortable with a guy telling you know what i'm stressed you know my mom has done abcd or my job is not doing one to three and i'm just you know would you be comfortable with a man unloading to you yes i would be very comfortable with that you see the thing the thing about the society has put up so much stress and rules for us like in terms of yeah. because you're a man you're supposed to be tough because you're a man you're not supposed to cry and so it's only women or girls who are supposed to cry or supposed to whine and stuff like that so yes that that bit is something that the society has has imposed on us and we need we need to really 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 work on changing that i believe every human being is is has a right to expressing their emotions and it also contributes to your mental wellness Yeah that's why even suicide among men is higher than suicide among women. Yeah because yes, you seem to you, yes. yeah you seem to bottle up all these things. And also men 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 should stop thinking that when they are when they are emotional they are vulnerable. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus if you have the right person with you as a girlfriend or as a friend or whatever there are no limits to what you share bring all that emotional yeah. baggage release all that physical baggage bring the work whatever as long as it doesn't become you know toxic to the other party yeah true it just becomes like a support mechanism or a support system yes 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 but also that is very interesting yeah but also yes. an emotional guy should not try to use it as an escape to some matters you know Yes. Yeah. Like you 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 don't perform at your job. You have your yeah. family, you have you have kids, you know. And you know as a man, yeah. as a man, you're supposed to be the head of the house and you know the the head is always visionary and strong. It supports the whole body. You're supposed to be supporting yeah. all you know everything else that comes after you your work your children yeah. your wife your girlfriend your whatever yes so yeah. now when you become an emotional wreck it can you know depress the people who are below you who are dependent on you yeah so you shouldn't baby. use your emotional weaknesses so that you can you know ma- or maybe to manipulate you know 
like when you have responsibilities you haven't met then you start crying at you oh you know what and you know your your spouse actually has a weakness to this emotional side of you no it shouldn't be like that it should just be an avenue for you to be comfortable to you know release your stress and pick yourself up because you have to unload and load yeah you have to have an outlet and an inlet rather a bigger outlet yeah but it should not be used for manipulation or to to be toxic to your mm-hmm. to your spouse or people around you or mm-hmm. to evade your responsibilities being emotional and vulnerable is okay though mm-hmm. thank you that, that, that was thank you very much esther for your contributions and um we'll have to close this first session due to time yeah and um that was a very uh, meaningful engagement. I liked your school of thought and where you brought your ideas from. So as a parting shot, what do you think, uh, before you tell us about, you know, your blogs and what you do, what would be your parting shot in how to uh, improve your relationship sexual health, for lack of a better word? Communication makes the world go round. So mm. I encourage everyone who is in a relationship to embrace it and to strive to have those difficult conversations. And if, you know, have the difficult conversations, whether you'll have a knife flying or a sleeper flying on your face, just have it. Your point will have been taken and there'll be progress. There'll be change. Yes. Wow. Hey, preach, <laughs> preach in the spirit. <laughs> You're in the podcast spirit. Wow. Yeah, you know, you know, by the way, uh, I mean, people... I am I am not I am no sex or relationship expert, but I I think yes. I think sex is one of the foundations that make the relationship you know keep going until you get to a specific point where let's say your kids are are twenty something they're in school whatever and yeah. you don't yeah. have any more sex drive but. But you're all about, you know, you, you now want to have your own fun. Like you start knowing each other all over again. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because as well, interests change and people's desires change. So it's time that once that drive has gone, you tend to now learn and understand and, you know, connect with each other emotionally, psychologically in different ways. Yes, yes. So when you're, when you're at this point of building, you know, having sex and building a sexual relationship, you should make them yes. you should make the most out of it and you should try and mm-hmm. explore it as much as you can so that it doesn't catch up with you when you're like 60 or 70 very very true yeah very, very true. you shouldn't I, I don't understand yeah i don't think it's one of the areas where people should compromise on you shouldn't compromise on neither should you settle for less mm-hmm. in that in that sector yeah and that brings us to the part some people think it's really a competition you know like the more you do it the better your life and this is actually like sharing a part of you with someone yeah and um, the more often you do it the less interesting it becomes yeah yeah so, so good so thank you you did not tell us something esther you know mm. and i know some of my listeners you know the, the the gentlemen listening this quarantine season might have questions you know like about your your guest today like oh papushka Tell us about your guest. Is she engaged? How can we get her if we want to travel? How, how, first of all, relationship status, then how can they access you? Uh-huh. So from, from the podcast, you can actually see that being in a relationship with me will be a smooth ride. 
<laughs> I have when... I have understood the dynamics. <laughs> and I have a wealth of experience in, you know, just kidding. Anyway, I am I am very much single and ready to mingle. Munasikia, vijana munasikia. Yeah. And she's experienced. Miss Kim, how intelligent she is. She's relationships. Yeah, I I try. I think I think okay. I think I am single and ready to mingle. I'm accepting CVs. Some people are still <laughs> some people are still being vetted. Uh, so you know the the chances the chances are high for anyone who might be interested. Yeah, my number so, is zero seven. We're paired here, Angel. Eh, lakini sasa. And your Telegram account, yes. Yes, but now the only challenge is that I am I am a nomad, or rather, I'm becoming a nomad. I am moving so much, and that is what has been the the major hole in me, you know, thinking. Settling yeah, down. yeah, thinking about settling or committing to someone because. Then you get someone to travel. You get someone to be a nomad with, you know. Yeah. So if you're into travel and adventure, you know, you know where to get me. You have an idea. They don't know. Give us one handle. One handle, like your IG or your Twitter or whichever you know social media that you're active on. Okay, my Instagram is Belinda underscore underscore O underscore underscore. Twitter S underscore Opio. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Thank you very much, Esther. Yeah. Thank you for creating time to come to the podcast. Thank you so much for And of course we shall have you again as soon as tomorrow. Oh wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me and you're, you're such a chilled host like you make conversations so easy. You know yeah you know I have I have been pre- I have been pressing you about giving me a topic beforehand but you're like ah yes. you just wing it. So the conversation has been so easy. <laughs> I am... Exactly. Yes, you're worried like, oh, I've not researched. I've not... You see how natural it becomes. Yeah, yes? yeah, because I'm not, I'm not good at impromptu speaking. But... Oh, now I know. Now I know I can be thing... good at impromptu speaking. <laughs> now you, know, you, should, you, you should be a publicist for someone. Should I call Uhuru Kenyatta? Woo! Or Miguna Miguna? Wow. <laughs> you don't stop with the... I am that guy. I have connection. <laughs> And you don't stop with the flattery. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Esther. Uh, thank you for featuring the podcast. And uh, close the show for us. All right. Thank you for listening, listening in, guys. Share the podcast with your friends. And follow favorite Papushka because he's doing great things. He's having meaningful conversations and helping us young people to avoid the silly mistakes we do to sink. Our ships. Yes. We're avoiding the three mistakes that sink our ships. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay. No, (laughs) sir. No, sir.